Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky, and I am your White Hat host for this week. With me, as always, I have my Black Hat host, Clint Bam Bam Butler. Bam Bam. Yeah, Man, where do you come with these nicknames? <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head. <laughs> Off the top of my crazy head and out of my chest hair springs all, all SEO knowledge and nicknames. <laughs> and, of course, we have with us our great uh, author of the Cora SEO correlation software and a great gray hat SEO, Ted Kabaitis. Say hi there, Ted. Hello. How are you gentlemen doing this week? Doing wonderful. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Hello, everyone there in the chat. If you guys are watching live, by all means, you can ask us an uh, uh, SEO question in the chat. This week, I'm going to be showing some SEO experiments and some interesting stuff that came out of Google this week. Um, it might be a little over the head. It's a little uh, obtuse, but we'll go over it, and we'll try and explain why we think this is kind of important. And it was kind of an interesting week uh, from, from those kinds of things. But if you have an SEO question you want to ask us, please, by all means, put it in the chat. Please use three or four asterisks or stars just to make sure that my old eyes see it with these big, thick Coke bottle glasses, make sure I can see your SEO question there and differentiate it from the normal chat and the mudslinging and whatever else that goes on in that crazy chat room, you crazy people doing crazy things. Okay, so this week, what's new in SEO? Um, uh, Ted or Clint, do you have anything new you want to talk about while I queue up a, a slide here? I'm trying to think of some new stuff that came out recently. and I've been watching reading the news, et cetera, and SEO-wise, and... The only thing big is really Facebook's crackdown on crypto stuff, and that's really not even SEO related. So I noticed that, yeah. Yeah. And I noticed some people that have, you know, they're running ads, and inside of that crypto message, they had a, a notification that they were implementing a new algorithm to filter ads that they deemed inappropriate, whatever that means in liberal speak. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I know a lot of uh, advertisers, you know, like their pages are going in and out, their ads are going in and out, their accounts are getting locked, unlocked, locked, unlocked. Um, so if you're in Facebook advertising, it might be a good time to start watching those things and make sure you're not getting mixed up in the in the mess while they test. Yeah, cryptography is really hot right now. Uh, I've gotten multiple clients uh, coming to me, uh, uh, new, new and and old, uh, getting into the cryptography um, area, getting into cryptocurrency. That is uh, Bitcoin stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion, it's you know, I, I was thinking of getting into bitcoins like five years ago, and then I had like five different uh, things I could invest in. And Bitcoins was one of them. And 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 people ask me, are you are you kicking yourself in the butt that you didn't get in? Because I would I would I would have invested about a thousand bucks back then, and that would be what a couple million now, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. And uh, you know, a thousand bucks, you know, dropping that at that time. And um, and I'm not kicking myself though, because quite frankly, I had four or three other ventures I could do, and they all looked just as good or bad at the time. It's how do you get your money out of Bitcoin? Is is the question? Is 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 I'm not entirely sure in my neck of the woods in Canada how I would do that reliably. Like when I want to cash out twenty million dollars, who has twenty million dollars US just sitting there to to pay me, right? So I don't know. It seemed a little risky to me, but I guess I. I, I so my point is that I don't know if now is the time you should get into uh, cryptocurrencies, but. People in the know are still saying cryptocurrencies are hot. And even if it's not Bitcoin, there's other cryptocurrencies you can get into. So that might be a niche you want to look uh, look uh, look towards for internet marketing uh, purposes. 
Yeah, internet marketing, or if you want to invest in it, my suggestion though is to not follow all these people that all of a sudden are experts because they bought ten Bitcoin a couple of weeks ago and now they make <laughs> right. And I think those are the people that Facebook's trying to smash anyway, which is probably good for everybody. Um, I just you know seek out people that that know or educate yourself on it a little bit and before you go all in it's, it's like any other investment really exactly think. yeah i would read some economists i would go and read some actual dyed in the wool economists who are really into money markets and watching this kind of stuff who have kind of the know what's going on yeah. and what 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 powers are really driving the cryptocurrency kind of inflation is it china investing is it is it us investing can you trust these investments that that kind of a deal but that's not what this show is about that that kind of gets us off topic but purposes to be an affiliate of selling crypto stuff that's definitely viable and i've got a lot of people doing that now um ted you have a view on that uh, this is what i want to ask you guys actually on that topic um so if facebook uh is not allowing advertising for cryptocurrencies anymore do you think adwords is going to follow suit and then you think it's going to become one of those nasty seo areas like payday loans or or viagra or or, or, or uh, online pharmacies that you can't advertise in AdWords and they kind of seem to be having a harsher SEO rules. Do you think that could possibly happen? Well, uh, yeah, it, it's a uh, polluted space. You have, uh, <clears throat> you have a legitimate business, the cryptocurrency, but then you have all these spinoff companies that are trying to make a quick buck and exactly. it just became polluted way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to deal with a problem that's, developing faster than they can handle it yeah it's the same kind of everyone rush on to selling this new christmas toy or everyone rush on to selling cryptocurrencies you know it's the same same kind of a deal yeah and uh in uh, news i'd like to make a uh, a shout out to sia because on january 30th uh, google confessed that they do not try to figure out reading levels at all. And that's something that I believe the SIA had proven with single variable testing. Yeah, yeah, they certainly had. So yeah, definitely, I always give a shout out to the uh, the SEO intelligence agency, the SIA, which we're all members of. They do, uh, they've done like 300, uh, 200 or 300 independent tests now, repeated some of those tests multiple times um yeah they're great uh doing they're doing single variable controlled tests uh, i'm not going to give a rant on that right now because i've ranted a lot about that lately if you don't know what those rants are go back and watch uh, previous episodes of the show at youtube.com slash jbashins it's j-b-a-c-h-y-n-s but it's hugely important it's a it's an seo gold mine if you're not into it and you're not looking into it you've got a problem there's there's a problem there it's knowledge it's not uh, we're not selling products it's it's uh, knowledge that is scientific or more scientific at least than just observing something in the field or, or those kinds of things. So again, I'm not going to give you my rant about it. So uh, speaking of which, speaking of SEO experiments, let's move on to kind of what's new with my neck of the woods here. So here's my uh, testing environment, uh, some of the tests that I've run before. You guys have seen this. I'll make this a little bit easier to see, maybe a little bit bigger. Now I'm just running some new tests. I want to let you guys know. In case you didn't know, I'm running a CSS uh, paint test. So what I'm doing is I've got uh, uh, I got control uh, tests and then I've got uh, servers where I'm adding cascading style sheets. Just I'm borrowing cascading style sheets from anywhere and everywhere, Walmart, uh, you know, Amazon, wherever it is. And we're just adding the cascading style sheets and, and forcing it to forcing the browser to process that, that CS and JSS and increasing the paint time. 
Uh, and so it, it also bloating up the document object model. And we're seeing if that's gonna slow down the speed. And then later I wanna do a time to first byte test as well. That's a little harder to do to purposely slow down a server. But uh, this, this test we're starting with, so I'll tell you how that works out. I've got a CTR test. I've got a control of traffic and CTR going on. And I'll tell you guys about that. Very interesting stuff going on there. I'm gonna have a no index internal link test. So John Mueller recently mentioned that um, if you no index a page, it's the same as putting no follow on the page as well. So if you have a page, you have a backlink pointing to a no index page, that stops all link juice pointing out of this page. Even if you have the follow directive, follow directive in the in the meta, in a meta tag in the header. Um, so that's a, that's a change from SEO how it used to work. It used to be if you put no index in there, fine, they, they will drop this page out of the index. But if it said no index follow, they would still pass page rank through. He says that's not the way it works anymore. So I'm wondering if um, that works for internal links as well. So on a test uh, server, I've made a page no index. I've made a link internally to another page on the server. I'm going to see if that page goes up or down, which normally it would. A single internal link in my test environment would make a page go up. I'm going to see if it stays the same or goes down because this page is no indexed. I'm going to call <laughs> my theory is, or my assessment of what your test is going to show is that it passes juice. And that's based on the SIA test where they tested D index PBNs and sent them to uh, a page and the page still ranked using those D index links. Um, so which is essentially what you're saying no follow or no index follow which is what google did essentially when they kicked them out of the index so I yeah that's that's a very that's interesting so you're absolutely right sai did test uh um but i think there's two different things and i could be wrong so i would like to see my my, my final answer is going to be let's see what the test says but but if i was just going to arbitrarily argue with you on this show which is kind of what we do right I would say de-indexing, when Google chooses to de-index a bunch of servers because they seem to be breaking their linking rules, uh, they manually go in and, and push those off in, in, in a supplemental index. You can still do a site colon and get them, I believe. You can still find them. Uh, maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can't. The point is that when John, the way John Mueller explains it is that when you put no index tag in a page, that, uh, that, that is equivalent to them as a soft 404, whereas these de-index sites aren't soft 404-ing. They, they will respond, and, and they're, they'll, they'll be crawled. This page is considered a soft 404, and he said it's the soft 404 that stops the page rank from passing through because it's a soft 404 for them is treated like a 404. So I don't know if it would be – I don't know if it's the same thing in terms of Google's uh, taxonomy of pages and what, what is indexed, supplemental indexed, de-indexed. You know, indexed it. They de-indexed it. So, so as I said, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting. I'm not sure if that's that. Which way it would work? Yeah. Can I suggest uh, three more tests for you? Okay, sure. Uh, they'd be pretty simple tests. <clears throat> the first one would be: uh, Does using a keyword in an HTML comment uh, help in any way? My kingdom uh, for a pen. Ah, pen doesn't work. Well, I can I can email these to you later. No, I must write it down now. <laughs> okay, yeah, email to me later. Let's All right. So the first, that was the first one. What's the second one? The second one uh, does using a keyword in a JavaScript comment help in any way? 
Okay. Yep. And the third one is, does using the keyword in a no script block help in any way? Okay. Okay, good. Perfect. Yeah, email those to me. Those are great tests to run. I think some people have already tested that. And I, I would like to see if I come up with the same things that, that those folks did. Yep. I, I'm getting uh, occasionally conflicting results on, uh, on those three. So I, I think we need more testing. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So let me go back here to some of the tests that I'm running. I just want to show you guys. So um, uh, for those of you who are seeing other tests here and you're like, well, I want to what, what happened with that one? I want to get more information. Go back and watch some of more of my, uh, my, my hangouts and my uh, white hat versus black hat shows in my channel, youtube.com slash Okay. So here's a test that we did. Uh, here's another test we're doing. We're putting a Wikipedia outlink um on a page to see if it gives it a boost because a lot of people say if you put a uh if you outlink to uh, big sites that it'll give you a boost on your page so we're testing that in fact i can check to see here let's check to see it was spidered yesterday and this is the page we put it on so far and it went down one. <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. So it uh, might be a little too early to tell. I heard a lot of people guessing that Wikipedia was overused for that authority outbound link idea. Yeah. So maybe you might want to try a different uh, outbound, a different site to send it to. Might be a little, yeah, I might. It might be a little early to tell, but it was, it was uh, done this day. It was spidered this day. And today it went down one. <laughs> so, hmm, we'll have to see if that sticks. But that might be a good way to derank yourself. We'll have to see. Uh, the, the, the test page has nothing to do with, with Maha Pahit or however you pronounce this, Maja Pahit, which I believe is, is, uh, is, I don't even know what that is, but it has nothing to do with this keyword. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. So that could be what's going on there. Um, let me just show you one other test I did, which I don't think I've mentioned. So people ask, do web 2.0s help you rank? Are web 2.0s like Tumblr and WordPress, are, are they good for linking? Are they bad for linking? In the past, I would have told people to avoid those kinds of links, merely from a risk mitigation strategy, because all I hear is John Mueller saying, don't get those kinds of links. All I see are of all the disavow files I look at, and I look at hundreds, and I've looked at other people's disavow files as well. I always see WordPress.com and, and Tumblr.com in there and Blogger.com in there. So I'm thinking, in terms of machine learning, if there's any kind of Web 2.0 links out there, publicly make, makeable links out there, that would be the kind of the kind that you might want to avoid. Those would be the primary kind of examples. So I always say, you know, they probably don't even help you. They might hurt you. I wouldn't even bother going for those. However, I ran a test. And what did the test say? Did the test prove or, or, or did the test confirm my, my risk mitigation strategy or did it say I was being too risky? And as it turns out, I was being a little too risk aversive, which, uh, which is, I don't know if you can ever be too risk aversive. If, if you don't know, err on the side of caution. But now I know is that I made this link a web 2.0 link test. Uh, it fell. So I'll, I'll show you. I'll, let me let me graph the, the selected keyword here. I go back a bit. Here we go. Apply update. Okay. So this is what we did. So we made the link somewhere in here. Uh, September 20th. Oh, no. Sorry. We made the link. Where is it? Right here. September 20th. 
boom, the page shoots up to number one, as, a, as you would imagine, a, a do follow link would do. Then it fluctuated for, uh, let's see, September 29th to October 29th. So it fluctuated then for about a, a month up and down. But now after ranking number four for quite some time back here, it is now number one solid. And so this is the kind of pattern I see again and again uh, when making links, especially from Web 2.0 properties or, or, or what is supposed to be classically bad links or, uh, or, or, or spammy links is that it gives you a boost for a little while, maybe about a week. That's exactly what it did, more or less a week. Then it fluctuates for you know a few a week to a few weeks, and then boom, the link seems to work. It's like Google's almost making a period. This is the third or fourth time I've seen this in my testing, single variable testing, and a lot of people have said uh, have have no have said they've seen this in the wild. Well, I'm seeing this in my testing environment as well, and so I think it's pretty much gospel. If you got spammy links built towards you, yeah, you might get a fluctuation for a few weeks, but if you leave it alone and don't touch it and do anything. Uh, uh, it seems to come back and it seems to help you and then so I did another uh, test uh, It was strong for a month and then I disavowed all the links pointing to this page which was one So I disavowed all of its links pointing to it November 27th just to do another test of the disavow and look what happened Nothing <laughs> as you can see I disavowed on this date and nothing happened. It stayed number one So I disavowed hundred percent of the links pointing to this page and it had no effect whatsoever. So again, this is kind of confirming tests I've done previously. Uh, repeating tests is what you want to do. It's a good thing to do. Uh, and so that's kind of what I wanted to mention there. Uh, do you guys have any opinion about that? I see that fluctuation in real time all, all the time, especially, you know, do the on-page stuff with Cora. It'll go up like a shit ton of positions. Then it'll go down. Like 21 days later, it goes right back to where uh, Cora said it should be in the first place. So um, I see that with building links. I see that with the with the on page, and I think it's like Google's way to screw with you to see if you'll change stuff. Um, and then if you are, it kind of keeps you down there in the dumps. Uh, if you're smart enough and patient enough to just leave things alone, it kind of settles out in the wash, and it'll tell you where it's at. So. Yeah, I mean, Google has. I had a, a cut. I had a talk with Matt Cuts a few years ago, back when he worked there, and he did mention they were making algorithms like this. And there's long been a rumor in the SEO industry that they were going to do this. That Google was talking about. I think Gary Ilyish mentioned on one SMX uh, conference that they're thinking of making algorithms just to mess with SEOs, just to, to if you do something that looks like could be a manipulation to them, they'll make a page fluctuate to see if you give a knee-jerk reaction. It would be an interesting test to actually put it in the disavow file at that time while it's down to see if it stays down. Uh, uh, that would be an interesting test that I, I need to do. If I had yeah. a pen, I'd write it down. Damn it. Google Damn. actually has a, uh, a patent on uh, fluctuating the results after a noteworthy change mm. to, uh, to see if you're doing SEO. So. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. If, so, you I mean, if you're brand new, you're like, oh, oh, crap, I screwed this up, and you undo what you did. Right. So it's kind of the, it's smart on their part. I, I, I would bet dollars to donuts they would catch more than 50% doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's a smart way of doing it because then they protect themselves. 
a little bit against negative SEO, but I mean, you could use this as negative SEO as well. You could point this at a site, and it'll fluctuate. It'll be it'll be good for a week. You'll you'll help them for a week, and then you're going to make their pages fluctuate. If you make their pages fluctuate during, you know, Black Friday or or their major sales period, you could significantly hurt them. So, so again, it's it's a it's a six in one hand, half dozen in the other kind of thing. It's positive and negatives there. So that's fantastic. Um, let me show you something else, guys. So something really weird happened this week, uh, and then we're going to get to some questions and maybe some site audits. If you have any more SEO questions, put them in the chat. If you want us to take a look at your site, put the site in the chat, and we might be able to take a look and run a Quora on it or check the site and see what's going on for you. But there's another thing that came up, a very interesting kind of uh, SEO thing, which I already shared with, with uh, Ted and Clint. And uh, it's a little complex, so, so bear with me while I explain it. But basically, I have this test environment here. So I went on to uh, the 24, a 24-hour charity event, which some uh, SEO guys put on, which I thought was very cool on their behalf. They, ra they, rose, they raised $5,000 for uh, St. Jude's Hospital, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and I went on to this test. I went on to this, uh, this, uh, this charity event, and I mentioned a test that I've been doing. And it's a test that I've done before, and I've shown you guys before. So let me just show you this here. I'll share my screen. Mm. So this is my test environment here that I've done before. It first off was a text mention test, but it evolved into an EMD test. And what had a better signal, EMDs or subdomain, uh, subfolders or subdomains? Now, for those of you who've been watching this show for a while, you'll notice that this has changed from the last 80 times I've shown you. And that's because after I showed this live on this live charity event, and I asked people not to click in here, people went in here and clicked in here. <laughs> so I have Google Analytics. I can see where on all these properties, except for uh, Blogspot and except for CuteStat, I have, uh, I, have, I, have, uh, uh, I have stuff on all these properties. So I can see the clicks here. The, the EMD got clicks, and that's why it's still at the top. It got more clicks, or enough clicks anyway, that it's comparable to what the subfolders got here. But an interesting thing came up when I was taking a look at this, and it doesn't show up now, interestingly, that I've done this uh, test. Let me do this test again in incognito over here just to see if it happens again. And let me see. So it didn't happen again. So this is, I'll, I'll, I'll explain this in a different way, and I'll, I'll show you guys something, and I'll explain this in a different way. So I got this result. Ah, interesting. It stopped. I should have done this before the, the Hangout. <laughs> so it stopped. Okay. So, uh... Long story short, I had a big long talk with with Google, and it, the 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 behavior is not happening anymore. I just tried to reproduce it. I guess I should have done that before the show, but I still want to show you what Google said to me in response because it was very interesting. Um, so I'll make give you a quick version of what, what was happening. So I had a page here that didn't have a text string on it that was coming up for a quotation search, and uh, we did some digging, Clint and and Kyle and Ted and I. We found out that um, 
uh, it was because this page here showed up on a page with a list, but also because it seemed to be on a, uh, a website that had two different pages, one dedicated to keyword one, one dedicated to keyword two. Even though keyword two didn't show up anywhere on, on keyword one page, it would still show up for a quote search of keyword two. So this was very interesting, and I asked Google why that is, and they gave me an answer. So forget that. It's not, I checked again, it's not behaving that way. That could have been a test they were running. Uh, who knows what that was? So they, maybe they took a look into my stuff and found out, well, we want that running, and they, they fixed it. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. But the, Google did give me a response in, in, uh, in uh, Twitter here. Let me uh, go to the Twitter here and share it, and you can see kind of what they said here. So let me share my screen again. And another interesting point is that I got this response within like five minutes. So Danny Sullivan and Paul Haar, if you don't know who Paul Haar is, Paul Haar is, is an actual engineer in Google. Unlike uh, uh, John Mueller and Gary Ilyish and Andre Lepatsev and Miley Oye and even Matt Cutts and Danny Sullivan, all those other people are not actual Google engineers. Paul Haar is an actual Google engineer. And so I tweeted out at these guys, I said, hey, do the quotations mean anything in search anymore, or do you play with those search operators just like they play with the site colon search operator to give the user what you think they may want and not strictly what they put in quotes? And Danny responded pretty quickly uh, uh, there's the, that the quotations are supposed to work. And he says, interestingly, I know at times they don't always seem to work. It's something that's been raised recently to look at. So, uh, And there's always verbatim mode under tools all results. Okay. Then Paul Haar asked, uh, so, so he's an actual Google engineer who works for Google, and he asked, please give me an example where they don't work. He was looking at, look at how he tried to break Clint and Ted. Look at this. Look at how he tried to break the quotation search. He did a search for quotes, I am your father, Luke, which he knows to be an incorrect quote from the movie Empire Strikes Back, and he's seeing what looks like a proper operation. So one, that's kind of interesting there, just, just full stop that when I told him his search quotes were broken, he decided the way he thought to troubleshoot it, the way that search engineer who, who may have built it thought that the, it could possibly break and then we could possibly hack it, is that he did a quotation for a wrong quotation and to see if the AI would give you pages with, with, uh, with uh, the right quote saying, no, I am your father, which I believe is the right quote as opposed to saying, I'm your father, Luke. You see what I mean? So that's how he, one, that's interesting. That's how he thought it might have broken. I thought that was interesting. It's always interesting to see the, the internal minds of the Google engineers. Then he said, what he's trying to guarantee is that the words in quotes appear in order. So one, it's interesting to note that the order matters. So if I did uh, two quotes, if I quoted Josh in quote, and then I quoted uh, uh, ugly in the next quote, then I'm just looking for documents that have the string Josh and ugly in that order. He says, I believe synonyms are not allowed as substitutes, but diacritical variants, that is leaving off accents, are included in multi-word quoted phrases. So Ted, can you explain to us a little bit what diacritical variants means? Uh, they're talking about uh, accented letters. You often see them in you know, Spanish and, oh, and, and other like languages. In French and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And so people will often use a uh, you know an ASCII e instead of the accented e, um, right. and so they're talking about those variations of terms. 
Okay, fantastic. <clears throat> and then he goes off and says, and so now it starts to get interesting. He says, there's also the possibility of retrieval against anchor text, which means that the document body may not contain the text, but the words inside anchor text in pages, this, this is a backlink pages linking to it, do. And we've debated making quotes do an implicit in text, but it looked bad on evals the last time they tried it. So realize what that means, something that I've long speculated about um, your latent semantic index, is that there's your page and there's all the text on your page. But as far as Google is concerned, that's not only your page. All the backlink anchor text pointing to your page, as far as they're concerned, is a semantic that is associated with and essentially part of this page. So if I have a page here that says Josh, but then everyone linked to it saying ugly, 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 Harry, put your chest hair away. Although that text there, well, I don't know why they would do that, but all that text there would be part of this page. And if you searched for a quote, put your chest hair away, this page might come up along with this page that had that link as well. That's how uh, Paul Haar is saying that it works. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, it's been that way for a long time. You know, I, I remember, you know, five, six, seven years ago, eBay was ranking for online auctions without using the term on their page. And it was because of the anchor text. Exactly. So, so again, that's part of this, your, your semantic index. That's part of what apparently your page is about. Now, on one hand, you might think, well, that's awfully scary, Josh, because what if somebody does point 40,000 Viagra links at this page that has nothing to do with Viagra or 40,000, you know, child porn links to this page that has, hopefully nothing to do with child porn, can you trick Google into thinking that this page is about that stuff? And the answer is not easily anymore. That used to be called Google bombing. And it used to be pretty easy to do back when George W. Bush was the president of the United States and someone did the hilarious joke of making like a million links to the George W. Bush page, uh, dumbest idiot in the world or something like that. So if you search dumbest idiot in the world, the George W. Bush page would come up number one. That's called Google bombing, but I don't think that works too well anymore. I think Google has uh, checks and balances in it to try and see, okay, well, this page has nothing to do with Viagra, so all these Viagra links we're just going to ignore. Clint, do you have any insight into that? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I was just wondering if you've ever seen that in the blackout world or, or if people are still modifying that or if that's a negative SEO tactic you've heard about. Because we tried it on that test page where you pointed 140,000 GSA links, and uh, it, it, that page is not ranking for for all the nasty kind of Viagra links you pointed at it. No, so, not at all. Yeah, I, you know, I had my own personal blog was hit with 150,000 links, kind of the same same thing that I did to that test page, and it's you know it's not ranking for any of those terms based off of that anchor text. However, I will say that I've known people that were taking related terms uh like especially in local because it's just a lot easier in local uh, and using lsi for lack of a better term in their anchors and those are uh, ranking for that related term now uh, right so, so partial match or related terms synonyms uh that will work and that makes sense because yeah. this page is about red apples so you might have green apple links that might help it or not or you might have like delicious red apples that will help it rank for delicious red apples and stuff like that because it's it's semantically adjacent if you start yeah. pointing blue unicorn links that are red apples page 
Google is smart enough to know, well, these blue unicorn links are just forget about it. They're, they're not, they don't make any sense. They might pass juice. They seem to pass juice. Which is why uh, if you're a Quora user and if you're not, then you suck. But if you're a Quora user, <laughs> use the match terms that that software gives you as your anchor text. And then you'll never have to worry about anchor text variations. Yes, actually, that's, that's a very good point. That's a very quick way to get your anchor text variations that you want to do. Just another wonderful thing you can get out of Quora. If you want Quora, go to bit.ly slash get dash Quora for 25% off. Uh, that was a bit of a sales pitch, but it's a good piece of software. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. So let me tell you what, let me show you what else he said here. So then uh, Mr. Har goes on. So he says, again, uh, then I say, okay, what about entity relation? Because it seemed to me that what was happening is that one word was related to another word where they shouldn't have been related in any way except for a website that had a page about this word and a page about this word, but there's no other relation. And I said, if I do a search for ABC and XYZ, I get two listings, one with both search strings in it. So the, the, the page does say ABC and XYZ, so that makes sense why it shows up in a, a, quote, a quote search, and one with only ABC. But the entities of ABC and XYZ are related on another third-party site as pages on our domain with no other semantic or link relation. And of course, him being a Google engineer and me being an SEO, he has no idea what I mean when I say entity relation, because <laughs> that's not how they refer to it in, in their back-end meetings, right? And so I said, you know, things, not strings. It is a common opinion in the industry that you guys relate entities, so you can answer the question, who is the founder of the NBA? I was poking him there a little bit. They got that wrong the other day. <laughs> they thought it was LeVar Ball when it's not, apparently, because Wikipedia said so. And I know exactly how they do it, because they scrape Wikipedia and, and, and associate entities. And then he said, I'm going to give you an unsatisfying answer here, which is that your question mixes layers of the stack. So that's what they call the search stack, right? The stack in ways that make it hard to understand. And they think of it like a sandwich. They think of it like, okay, we give the, the basic results at the bottom. Here's the linking results. Here's the text results. And here's the on content. And here's the linking results. And then we put quality on top. And then we put this filter on top. And then we put QDF on top. And that's how they give you your search results. It's a stack, just kind of like this, these tweets here. And he says, it's, it's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to understand my question because I'm asking an apples and oranges question. He said, retrieval and quoted phrases are so much lower in the stack than, say, knowledge panels that I don't know how to answer. And he says, it's not that knowledge panels, e.g., don't depend, for example, don't depend on retrieval because they do, a.k.a. if I search for who is the founder of the MBA, it's got to retrieve that information. So, of course, everything is triggered by, triggered by retrieval. Virtually everything in, in the results is, is, is related to retrieval, right, of what I searched. But the effects are so indirect that it's hard to relate them. And I said, not at all, Paul. Paul, whenever a Google engineer takes the time to answer questions, it's always satisfying. So, of course, I did the obligatory kiss Google's butt. Thank you. I think you answered it well, for me. And he did. As, as a, uh, a software engineer myself, I am fascinated by that answer. Mm -hmm. uh, because because the way he answered your impossible to answer question was telling. Yes, it was. Uh, he implies in that answer that they're only using entities in the knowledge panel. Uh -huh. Now, I know that's not completely true because I've seen uh, Google make uh, match words out of lawyers' names for when you do a search for like DUI lawyer Los Angeles, you'll see that they'll make the 
the DUI lawyers' names bold because they recognize them. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting that he went there to say that, you know, oh, the entities are primarily only for knowledge graph. Like we don't use them in the mid-level for the search results. So I'm having trouble connecting the search stuff with the knowledge graph. Yeah. So it sounded like he was implying that search doesn't really use those, but knowledge graph does, which is like an add-on feature to search. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I found his answer, you know, brings up a lot of questions for me. Yes. Yeah, no, it certainly does. I think he's probably fitting there. I think he's, uh, there's probably some weird exceptions where they're building other AIs to to collate information between different levels of their stack, so to speak, to give a, a one-off answer for when you ask their their their, their voice device, uh, and to to uh, understand what people want and to pick and choose from the different layers of the stack the information they're going to uh, corroborate, collate, and then give back to you. So they're putting patches on top of patches now. They're putting AIs on top of those patches. So, um, which kind of makes sense because that's how Danny Sullivan and 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 uh, Barry Schwartz talk about it. And that's how other guys like Slosky and uh, David Harry, the gypsy, who one day we'll have on the show, if he can ever have a free moment. These guys who take information retrieval courses and they have like master's degrees in information retrieval. And so they know this lingo that Google is using and they can kind of translate that information. It doesn't mean they have more knowledge than us, but at least they speak the wizard speak. And uh, they can sometimes get on another wavelength with those guys, whereas I have like the SEO in the, in the trenches speak, uh, where, I, I, where, where I have my friends, such as yourselves, and I can kind of understand what they're talking about there too. But I think, so I think he was, I think there's more going on. And remember, Google is such a large corporation there's so many engineers, and he may not even know what Navneet Panda is doing over here or this guy's doing over there. He may not even be aware that, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. You know, uh, sorry, Paul, we do. We do mix these things up. Because I was seeing the result. It was probably the result of a test, though. Probably they're testing an AI to match entities in the Hummingbird database. And, if we, and of course, if you ever ask Google this, they'll deny it. They'll be like, I don't even understand what you're asking me. You, you're not using my terminology. You know, that's one way they get out of answering questions. And, and then the other way is they're just denied. This is straight out lie. Or, but, but Paul's been to enough conferences that he knows how to cloak his language. I know. I remember asking Miley Oye, for example, who wasn't an engineer, but she worked. She was a programs tech lead. And you'd ask her questions, and she was great. She would give you the bluntest answer without any PR speak. <laughs> like I said, I said, oh, this is where Google Plus came out. I'm like, oh, my plus ones are not showing up on my counter, you know, uh, for a page that I have plus one, and it doesn't seem to be getting any ranking boost. You know, is that is that a is that an error? She's like, yeah, it's an error for sure. It, 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 it they should definitely show up, and I should definitely get a ranking boost. I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, have you ever gotten a straighter answer from a Google employee? I was like, wow, I, Miley, wow, I can't believe you told me that. Uh, good thing I never said that publicly. A good thing Google doesn't listen to an effing word I say, because Miley probably would have gotten in trouble for that. So that's a good thing. But yeah, I found that very interesting. What do you? Is there anything else you can tease out of what he said there that you think would be interesting to talk about? Um, well, I also thought it was really interesting on the uh, diacritical variance because they're giving you clues at, as to what terms they will view as being relevant for your page in that. Um, but I'm a little conflicted by the information he gives because 
I uh, don't necessarily see that behavior and what they make bold is the relevant hits for your search. Uh, I don't see it all the time. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I think we need to do more testing on that piece of knowledge because sometimes the information we get from Google, while, uh, you know, well-intentioned, is sometimes not correct. So we got to we gotta get some evidence to support it. True. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why on my my evidence chart of how important evidence is in, in, in the SEO industry, Google telling me stuff is way at the bottom <laughs> because it, you have to weigh with a grain of salt. Are they protecting their algorithms? Does this guy even know what's going on with all the other engineers? Is he telling me the truth? You know, uh, is he just being obtuse to be obtuse? There's so many other psychological things and political things going on there. So Yeah, but it, it's not at the bottom. It's like second from the bottom. It's still yes. above, uh, I read it on a blog. So. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yes. Just because some SEO asshole like this guy says, hey, uh, my, my, my dinosaur bones are a ranking factor. That's the worst kind of evidence. It's a piece of evidence. Someone in the industry said X, Y, Z, but it's about as important as, I don't know, uh, 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 doing a, a rain dance for a terrain or something. It's, it's, it's pure superstition at that point. That needs to be verified higher up the chain. Okay. So let us go now to do the uh, question and answer period of the show where we're going to try and answer your questions and give as much info, uh, SEO information and SEO knowledge out that we can in, in 10, 10 to 15 minutes as possible. Are you guys ready for the, the lightning round? Here we go. Skylands asks, task completion seems like it would be a great signal, but technically, how would Google collect and process the data? Heat maps are also noisy with random clicks. Can they get data without analytics? Sky, I'm glad you asked that question. Yes, they definitely can. Um, uh, go back and watch a number of my Hangouts where I rant on this for a very, very, very long time. But Google uh, uh, has already admitted, and my experiments prove that they can track traffic without Google Analytics being installed. And um, they can, they, Google is the most powerful, smartest computing company in the world. If you think they can't take out the noise of, of, of heat map click data or the noise of, of mouse movements, then you'd be wrong because <laughs> they can. So um, yes, task completion is, I think is, is a good signal. And I think it's a part of traffic being a signal, which lots of people have noticed. Marco Logmans asks, I'd like to see some more debate on SEO for Bing versus Google. We don't hear slash read much about Bing SEO, if that is a thing. <laughs> a little, little dig at Bing there. Well, uh, yes. Um, uh, Bing uh, SEO is kind of like Google SEO in 2007. Uh, I, I don't honestly. I don't. I don't specialize in Bing. I don't rank in Bing very much. But every time I point a bunch of links at a page, it starts ranking in Bing, no problem. So yeah, for for Bing, uh, I, I think it's important for people to know that in online retail, what I used to often see is that uh, Bing would uh, convert better with a higher average cart. The main problem with Bing was a lack of volume. Like I would want every click from Bing I could get, I just couldn't get enough. And I think the reason that might be the case is you're more likely to get a human being on Bing where there's just, you know, all the bots are running on Google. So you get the, a lot of the computer software that isn't human activity. 
Um, I, I'll say on this one is I think that, you know, SEOs, including myself, you know, we get focused on the, the market share. So you want to get results for you and your clients. You want to do it right away. So the obvious choice is Google. Um, but you're walking away from that Bing market share at the same time. Uh, I actually talked Ted at the, at the one point into making a Bing version of Quora. There's just not enough smart enough people for to support him developing that. You know, I have the beta version that he made. What what Ted like four or five months ago? Yeah, uh, sitting on my computer and it still still works. You still get a lot of good converting traffic. You know, it's not enough as much as Google, but then again. All the SEOs aren't over there trying to rank on it too. So, yeah the main the main complaints against Bing I've heard that that seem to have legs is that Bing is kind of a uh, U.S. and Canada thing. As soon as you go international, that little bit of uh, market share becomes minute. Yeah. Um, and in terms of uh, ranking for Bing. Uh, one of the things that we didn't see correlating very often in Bing was backlinks. And the reason why we probably don't see backlinks correlating in Bing is Google has a patent called their PageRank patent. <laughs> and if Bing steals that patent, then Google sues Bing. So Bing has to do it a different way. Right. And so that way isn't predominantly backlinks. Yeah, it doesn't so, have to be. Um, so, on page matters a lot. And the other important thing that people totally mess up about Bing is setting their default crawl rate. If you if you leave the crawl rate in Bing Webmaster Tools at the default, Bing will crawl your website one page per week. Mm. And if you have a 5,000-page website, your site will never be crawled by Bing if you don't up that crawl rate. Ever. <laughs> I see. So there's a Bing Webmaster Tools as well. You have to use their their kind of version of Webmaster Tools, which I used to play with years ago. But yeah, it used to be awesome. I used to have a tool in there called uh, Site Explorer. You can find people's PBNs using that thing. Uh, ooh, sweet. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do remember they did have a linking tool as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I agree. Bing is a source of traffic, and some Bing users actually seem to. Uh, convert better than Google users, especially if you're in a financial niche or a health niche or kind of niche catering to baby boomers or older. Fashion and electronics. What the demographic seems to be. Sorry, Clint? Fashion and electronics as well. Cool. $500 more average spend for fashion and electronics. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we should uh, we should get into testing some Bing stuff. If, you, if you've been ranking in Bing, you know some about some Bing SEO, contact the show, let us know. We'd love to have you on. Marco Logmans asked Clint, did you say 21 days? So leave it alone for three weeks. I think, Marco, you're referring to that linking stuff we we're talking about. You'll see. Um, so what we've done and the testing that I've done is that it could it could go down for anywhere from a week to, to three, four, five weeks, uh, but just leave it alone until it pops back up. If months have passed and it hasn't popped back up, well, then then you've got another problem. There's a different thing going on there. I don't think that there is a linking algorithm. Google has claimed there is no more penguin. There is no more algorithmic demotions for links. They just ignore. And uh, I don't think that there is anyway. None of my, none of my testing has shown that there is. All of the negative SEO linking I've done or tried to do has disproven that. There, there seems to be no uh, 
uh, algorithmic demotions going on? I've I've had a number of SEOs all kind of converge on this uh, 21, 22 day number, which is kind of a magic number for me. Hmm. And I think the reason it's a magic number is that Google has its own process cycle. And uh, when I measured that number, I saw when uh, Google updated the Google cache for one of my web pages, and then I made a change to that page, you know, that day, you know, probably within an hour of Google updating the cache. And it took 22 days for Google to revisit the uh, page, do all of its processing and to reflect the change in the SERPs. And so that's like the worst case scenario I could measure was that if you happen to change your page the hour that Google crawled it, uh, you're going to have to wait that long to see the change happen. Right. Yeah. And I I've, I've, don't think I've seen an example of it taking longer than that 22 days. It might be possible. I just don't have that data. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know what's taking... It, it's it's a mystery how long things take in the Google uh, lifecycle, but usually on-page changes and linking changes, uh, once spidered, take only a few days. Quality can uh, quality changes yeah, can take it, weeks to months. Yeah, it, you can trigger like that. I've I've yeah, done. It can be fast. Yeah, but I'm talking about the worst case scenario. The worst I've ever seen <laughs> is that 22 day number. I so use 21 changes? days because if you apply what Ted just said, like I'm making an on-page change and I submit it directly back to the crawler, fetch and submit, or using URL submit. So I get it to recrawl right then and there. But I can't do that with my backlink. So let's say that 21-day cycle is in effect, like Ted said, it might take 21 days for them to go back to those sites and check my backlinks and find my backlink. Um, so that might be where it's coming from. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I, there's a couple little tricks there that I can add. Um, I do know a little trick that if you want your backlinks um, uh, spidered on a faster basis, you can submit those URLs to Google as well. I also, if you've run out of those, those, uh, if you've run out of the ability to do that, you can also, of course, put in RSS feeds, as you well know. Another, the, the trick though is that I often have used the web spam form. If I wanted a backlink page spidered, I put it in the web spam form, and that page is spidered within seven days. So if it's not a, if it's a page that I don't care whether they get a penalty or not, <laughs> I put it in the web spam form and I can get that page crawled in seven days. There's another little trick you can use. And I will also mention another leak that I got from John Mueller on this topic was that uh, if he says, he said to me, and I quote, if it takes six months for the Google crawler to get to a backlink page, uh, to, to recrawl that page, don't worry, that link juice isn't being counted at all, period. So there's another little factor you might want to check for a backlink page. If you're thinking, do I want a backlink here? If the Google crawler hasn't been back for six months, if you check the cache for that page and it hasn't been back, then according to John Mueller, that link juice would be worth next to nothing or nothing. Again, another thing we can test. Uh, Jerry Schwegman asks, would you guys be willing to do a one-off episode discussing best practices for running SEO business? Best client acquisition techniques, client relations, outsourcing, general advice, et cetera. I don't know, guys. What do you think? That's a interesting, an interesting topic. I, you, I think if people knew how hard I have to work, they wouldn't be so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, it's it's a big field there, Jeremy. As it could be, there's it's different to run an agency than it is to be a one-off consultant, and it is to to write software. It, it's it's a little. It'll be a little hard maybe to do the show. But let me ask the people who are in the chat here, and people who get uh, to watch the show later on. Many more people watch the show uh, not live and all later on. Put a comment uh, either in the in the in the in the chat here or in the comments below if you're watching this later, and let us know if that would be a topic you'd like to see. In fact, so say yeah, I'd like to see one on how to run an SEO business, or actually put in the comments or in the chat here what you'd like to see shows on, what you'd like to, what kind of topics you'd like to see us cover, and we'll see what uh, what comes up, what has the biggest uh, interest, and we'll 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 schedule those shows for you in the future. I think it'd be a good opportunity to do like a roundtable thing, get like Kyle, maybe Derek, and. Uh, some of your connections that are in agencies as well, and just you know, uh, do that. That would be that would be a pretty good show, I think. Yeah, we could we could definitely do that. We could definitely do that. Okay. Um, so Clint, someone supplied. Uh, we're getting kind of late here, but someone supplied a website to look at. Did you manage to take a quick look at it? Yeah, his uh, Bitcoin hardware. If you can bring it up, I can't share it. Uh, bring it up and just open the homepage. Uh, it's CryptoWalletSupply.com. And then open up SERPWorks and open up the, the H tags. Open up SERPWorks. Go, SERPWorks, go. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't I don't think I understand what you mean. But what did you want to show anyway? Click uh, on page in SERPWorks and show the H1, H2, H3, H4. Oh, I don't know if I have a wrong version of SERPWorks, but when I click SERPWorks, I don't. Uh, what? I don't get any on-page kind of. Uh, Where's kind of, your? Uh, click down on that. I can't see that popping up. But there's two versions of SERPWorks. There's one that shows in the search results, and there's one that shows on that page. I've got the search results one. Okay. Well, I got the other one, so you're slacking. You can actually turn it on. You can just play around in the buttons. I'll show you where to turn it on anyway. But I'll just talk you guys through it. Uh, first on that page, the H1 tags. This tag is only contains an image, so that's completely worthless to you. Um, you need yeah, to I see that. <laughs> yeah, so you need to fix that. Uh, H2s, you have one, two, you have six of them. One, two, three, four of them have nothing to do at all with Bitcoins or wallets. You need to remove those H2s. As an example, it says brands, blogs. We are an authorized Ledger reseller um, and uh, Ledger Nano, Tamper Proof Seal. I guess those two can get away with it. But brands and blogs, take the, the H2s out of that. Uh, the H4s are okay. They all say wallet or crypto, so I'd leave them. I mean the H3s. And then the H4s, it's got your exact match uh, domain or keyword in there, which is good, Bitcoin, hardware, wallet. So uh, those are good. I'd leave those too. But your H1, for sure, you need to fix that. Um, I couldn't find the instance of where that H1 is coming from. It says this tag only contains an image. You might be able to do a control F and see it, but I'm not sure where it is. Uh, let's see. And then I ran Cora, and your on page is really what is going to do it for you. All your competitors all have content, like up to 3,000 words more than you. Uh, so you need to go ahead and just hit the content piece on there for your page. 
Uh, I would go along the lines of what are these hardware wallets? Why do I need them? Best practices for keeping them safe, all that stuff. And you need a word count at least 3,000. Uh, 3270 is the number that Corey gave. <clears throat> I'd go just you know write a 3,000 word article and start from there. Um, and then the rest of it's really just related to content. More sentence matches and H1, H2, H3 tags, which you can add naturally when you create a content piece that big. Um, that's really your on page. It was all content. You just need more content. You're ranking number 36 uh, from what I can see right now. So I bet you, if you take advantage of fix those H2, H tags, uh, do what Cora said, add the content, optimize it using the match terms, uh, and fix your page speed a little bit, I think you'll actually bump up pretty quickly. Uh, for the term Bitcoin wallet, Hardware wallets. That's what I looked at since that's what you were optimized for on the homepage. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, Bitcoin hardware wallets, you've got about 208 uh, competitors who have actually optimized for that actual phrase. And the H1 thing that uh, Clint expertly found is right here in your source. Uh, you're not using your H1 uh, well, and it, it's just be whoa, just being used here for some. Some uh, I don't know programming purpose. Uh, this is not for Shopify. This is not at all how you want to use an H1. H1s and H2 for Google are sacred, and they will. It does make a difference how you use them. Uh, let's see what your title is here. Uh, Bitcoin hardware wallets, crypto wallet supply. Again, uh, description. Uh, Tresner, uh, Lano, Keep Key, Securely Street Bitcoin. There's nothing here making me want to click. You you could you could add in a date. By the way, 2018. Uh, you could add in to make let them know it's relevant at the very least. You could add in uh, words, uh, marketing words there, power words that make me want to click. Uh, there's no a sense of urgency here. Uh, that's going to help your click through rate and get more traffic to your site. Uh, that's uh, some stuff I can see at a 40,000 foot view uh, to do any more, we'd have to do more. Uh, and uh, there's always more stuff you can do. If you want more information uh, for SEO audit wise for stuff, uh, let me know. Send an email to joshbashinsky at gmail.com or email uh, Clint at info at digitalear.com. Uh, and Okay, so that seems to be all the questions. So I think that's a good place to end the show there, guys. I would like to thank uh, Clint Butler and Ted Kubitis for joining us as per usual. Oh, uh, can we make a uh, call out for a future episode? Yes, we definitely can. Ted, if you can, thank you for reminding me if you can share that slide. Can so you see on a future it? episode, we're going to do another Cora uh, clinic. So if you would like to get a free Cora report, Cora is a software that, uh, that, uh, 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 Clint used today to give you some information for that website. Uh, it's a very powerful piece of software that that checks the correlations of all your competitors and sees what they're what they're doing right and tells you how to do it too. So you can profit on their backs. You can get a free core report here. Uh, submit your website here. We'll do the first 100 uh, who who submit, and uh, we'll give that information away free on future shows, either next week or, or in weeks coming up afterwards. So thanks very much for, for – uh, I'll put that up there a little bit longer in case you need it. It's seotoolab.com slash report.php. If you want to try Cora, you can go to bit.ly slash get-cora. If you want to see what it does first, go here and submit your site, and we'll, we'll send you a report.
Want to so rank thanks again. Bill, Ted and tell them <coughs> to fix the Bing one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if if, if if Ted, yeah, if Ted can fix the Bing Cora, otherwise known as Bora. 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 Then uh, we can also rank in Bing and have more SEO successes. So I'd like to thank uh, Clinton Ted for joining us today. Thank you very much, guys. I'd like to thank you for watching live, asking all your excellent questions in the chat. And if you would like more SEO episodes like this with SEO leaks, secrets, discussions with Google, discussions about Google, uh, SEO experiments, we are the best SEO show uh, on on the these here interwebs. You can follow us at youtube.com slash jbachins. That's J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. You can find more shows there. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Bashinsky. You can subscribe to my channel. Uh, that's where you get, uh, you'll get you know what more shows are coming up. And if you have any SEO questions at all, feel free to email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. So I'd like to see you next week. And as I always say, good luck in the SERPs. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.